Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at Patreon.com slash Partners in Crime Media. This week's Law and Order Marathon winner is Leslie Chaplin from Albany, New York. Leslie will get a marathon decal showing she watched 26.2 hours of her favorite crime show. To be next week's winner, sign up at lawandorderpodcast.com. I'm Kevin Flynn with Kimberly and Rebecca Lavoy, and these are their stories. You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, law and order, law and order. It's no ordinary police procedural, baby. It's the FNOG of police procedures, baby. Law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. These are their stories. These are their stories. Welcome to These Are Their Stories, the podcast about Network TV's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspired their shows. I'm Kevin Flynn. Each podcast will break down an episode from either Criminal Intent, SVU, or Original Recipe. And today, we're looking at Special Victims Unit, Season 15, Episode 23, Thought Criminal. No trace of anyone else? You must have cleaned the place up. The place isn't clean. There's no sign of bleach there, and he can't just wipe up everybody else's DNA and leave his own. But he told us what he'd done to kids in there. I mean, why in God's name would anyone make that up? Joining me to do just that is true crime author and the host of Crime Writers On and Netflix's You Can't Make This Up podcast. It's Rebecca Lavoy. Hello, Rebecca. I feel so lucky to be here, Kevin. Uh, I know that that's a reference that's... No, I just, that, that's not you that feels that way. I just feel lucky to be here. Fantastic. Well, I feel lucky to have you. <laughs> We're actually super lucky to have our special returning guest from the uh, from the Mount Rushmore yes. of, of These Are Their Stories guests and from Date with Dateline. It's Kimberly. Hello, Kimberly. Of Mount Rushmore? Yeah, yes. Mount Rushmore. That's incredible. I was going to say, do I get a special jacket like on SNL or something? But the Mount Rushmore oh. is way better. It is. It is. We have to get a chisel yeah. and carve you Do out. Fix the little bump on my nose. Mm. Uh, the whole nose is a bump because <laughs> it's rock. So, Kimberly, we're so happy to have you here because you're going to do something very special for us. You are going to announce the winner of our These Are Your Stories contest. Who is our winner? The winner is John Gregory from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Yay! All right. Congratulations, John. Yeah, John, I read your application and I said, he's the one. It was super competitive. I'll tell you, Kimberly. <laughs> Very competitive. It was. We have You're the chosen one, John. We have so many uh, listeners who are either A, yeah. academics, yeah. Who are, are lawyers who have like a connection to either you know law and order in their research or it was what they you know watched all through college, or we have people who are like uber fans, but also write fan fiction. <laughs> so Kimberly, do you have any advice for John uh, when he comes on to be a special guest? Um, as long as he's not a chomo, he should be fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You don't want to cry. I'm not a chomo! Yeah. That was the, the last episode I was on, we found out, and then there was a repeat in this one. 
You, you get it. all the Chomos. I, I saw great. that and I was like, call back. Yes. And still, why is it called Chomo and not Chimo? Because <laughs> it's not right. And the English major in me is very upset. Uh-huh. Kimberly, remind us of all the franchises. Which two cops are your favorite Law & Order detective team? Favorite Law & Order detective team. Okay, well, I always say Finn when I'm on. Finn with anybody. Yes. But I have been watching the original recipe reruns a lot. And now I get more of your jokes. So, like, now <laughs> okay. I understand Richard Belzer's amazing. Jerry Orbach is amazing. Green. I don't mm. know all of their names. The Italian guy. I love them oh, all. Um, Profaci. Yes. What is the deal with Profaci? I've only seen him like four times pop up. Yeah. Why does he- he's an exposition, like he's a human index card exposition dumper is what he is. <laughs> he just comes in, says something and then leaves. That's Profaci. It was like seeing a celebrity like out in the world. I was like, that's Profaci. It was very exciting. So I do have to say Jerry Orbach is now quickly becoming just, I get why everyone's obsessed. Do you understand why we named our dog Briscoe now? I get it. All right. Now let's take a look at the first half of this episode. Special Victims Unit, Season 15, Episode 23, Thought Criminal. Just to note that because of a two-part season opener, some streaming services, and I'm looking at you, Hulu, (laughs) list this as Episode 22. So don't at me on the socials and think you're really smart by correcting me. I've already covered it. (laughs) Your mother happy with you. Okay. (laughs) Who wouldn't want to ask a 14-year-old Bangkok cam girl to show off her flat chest? But this live stream is actually a sting (laughs) being run by SVU to hopefully find a pedophile or two. They learn one of the people watching is a municipal payroll administrator, and Amaro and Finn rest Gordon Montleaf at his desk. And so ends another two-and-a-half-minute episode of Law & Order Special Victims Unit. That, that girl and I were just talking. About sex with a 14-year-old. No, I saw her. She, she, she is not 14. That doesn't matter. You thought she was. Wait, so, so, so I'm arrested for thinking? When Gordon isn't forthcoming with information, Lieutenant Declan Murphy poses as a fellow suspect who wins his trust by crying and peeing on himself. Benson and Murphy tell Barbara that Gordon's been on a dark website where they've spotted another online user expressing fantasies of not just raping kids, but also torturing and murdering them. Their new suspect is high-end art photographer Simon Wilkes, Murphy poses as a wealthy dude willing to pay Wilkes not only for his hidden stash of high-end child pornography, but also for hurting kids. After another ruse where Finn pretends to be a well-connected, sunglasses-at-night kind of procurer of ill-gotten goods, the photographer leads detectives to his hidden, soundproof chamber filled with implements of torture and his bold talk about cutting the skin off of children. Mm. All right, so we start by what we think is an underage cam show out of Bangkok, but we find out it's really a sting operation run by the appropriate police unit, Special Victims Unit. Entrapment much? (laughs) (laughs) I'm 14 years old, and I live in Thailand. I'm all alone. So Lucky is the uh, underage decoy, but she's really a cop. In order to make the sting work, though, uh, they've got to get viewers to incriminate themselves. So someone asks, will you take off your shirt? And she says, I'm not going to do the voice. (laughs) voice. I couldn't believe she did the voice. With my shirt on, 
It is hot in here. What kind of 1960s seduction scene is that? <laughs> oh, gosh. It was like, yes, oh, I appear to have spilled something on my negligee. She was just reading Nelly lyrics. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I want to lie down on my fainting couch. No, I'm just getting so hot. I'm going to take, take my clothes clip. off. <laughs> yeah. I have to say she at least looked underage. I've seen some of these mm-hmm. where the, the undercover person looks like 35. So. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't recognize the actress, I'd be like, wow, she's really young. She's really young, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's so short next to Benson. Yeah. <laughs> For real, though, I mean, to catch these criminals, she had to show her tits, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. But you know what? She doesn't mind because she's getting the bad guys. Yeah, it's part, getting it's the bad the guys. Gig. Yeah. Yeah. And her coworkers are like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> yep. By the way, when, when Murphy is urging the cops to get these pervs to say something incriminating, Barba is standing over the whole operation like an evil general. Yes. His hands by his side, kind of like, ah, 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 bring them to me. Ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. He's like one of those giant villains in like the 80s, like in Time Bandits, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like the unseen smoke monster and lost. Are you guys He's doing that guy. Barba slander right now? Because I won't be here no. for it. I will leave. He's hot Thanos hot, is what Okay, he is. hot Thanos is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Why does Donald Logue always have his glasses on his head like a headband? Because he doesn't need them. They're there for character <laughs> to make him look smart. <laughs> and like, this is a guy who apparently loves going undercover. Yeah. He's like, you're going to sign to the sex crimes unit. I am going undercover all the time. Any chance I can get. Do you know why? Why? That's how you can impregnate your colleagues. That's why. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Got to get out of the office and into Rollins' pants. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, they're doing that uh, that sting, and Barbara says they're not getting any hits in Manhattan, but... Heavy in the Eastern Bloc, China, and the American South. No comment. No comment. You know what that is? Sweet wisdom from Finn. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to talk about him in the, the Hey, It's That Guys, but Gordon, the guy they arrest is Kevin from The Office. Oh, shit. Really? (laughs) Can you imagine what that chat room must have been like with Kevin from The Office? And then (laughs) take off your socks. (laughs) And then your training bra. (laughs) I can touch my pee-pee. He's giving his uh, famous chili recipe to all the the chomos. And they're like, that's not what. That's another chat. It's the chili recipe chat. You're in the wrong chat. Oh, my. Michael. Yeah, it would be pretty bad. God, that poor, poor guy. He is like the highest paid person on cameo really yes i love that for him yeah i love that for him higher than george santos i I don't don't know that was i don't know if these are updated figures i gotcha a couple years ago so as long as we're on the topic of a pp uh murphy tries to get info out of gordon by being placed in a cell and crying about being a chomo Mm. and to really sell his performance he pisses his pants. My life is over. I can't go back. You know what they do to us in prison. I can't go back. Hey, man, what, what, what are you doing? You, you can't pee in here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. No. He pisses on the floor. Again, this is not his job, right? He is no. highly paid. He has a private office. There are actual undercover people he could have had. He wanted to do this. But this is how he gets promoted because he goes above and beyond. 
He commits to the bit. He I commits love to that the they bit. dressed him like the most stereotypical child molester ever. He's wearing like a members only jacket. His hair is swooped over and he's wearing the mm. 70s perv glasses that everyone <laughs> somehow came back in last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's like, I have my chomo go bag. Yeah. <laughs> so if I have to quickly do it up. Just your molester dress up yeah. kit. That urination, they probably were using like the fake penis that they use when they need clean urine for a drug test, right? No, I think he whipped it out and peed on the floor. I wondered about that. Was that like a a blood bag where you did look like you got no. shot? He peed on the floor. Because you know why? He does not care about the people who have to clean up in there. They were cleaning up pee anyway. That, He's just like, I'm mixing my pee with the other pee. I'll just say, NBC, he was already selling it. That was just extra. I think Finn offered him some sort of pee bag, and he's like, no, I'm method. I go right. for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a big gulp before this to prepare, and I'm ready to go. Locked and loaded. Just wait. Watch me play the husband to, to Rollins in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Watch me. <laughs> Look at my range. Yeah, his penis has been really busy. <laughs> but we say what you want about his leadership style. I do not see Craig in committing to the bit like that. No. So Olivia and Declan go to Rafa with the, I'm using everybody's first name. Yeah, so, on first name uh, basis. Yeah. Uh, they go with the evidence that they uncovered, a computer tablet hidden inside a book with its pages carved out to make a secret hole in the book for this tablet. Okay, so they keep saying how dumb Kevin from The Office is. Like little yeah. sly things. Like he's no mastermind. I don't think he's a textbook overthinker. And then they cut out a book because obviously he's not reading. That's what they're <laughs> yeah. He doesn't read. Yeah. This is an elaborate bit of secrecy for a guy who's watching live streams at his work computer. <laughs> and he also gave himself the name Flash, which is not the name I would choose if I was in sex chat rooms. Oh, no. But his first name is Gordon. It's Flash Gordon. <laughs> no, oh. He kept going in my head. Flash. Ah, ah. Yeah. Do, do you know what else works to hide your tablet from authorities finding it? What? A password. <laughs> <laughs> my password is password. <laughs> so violent comments on the website Kids Without Shame. Mm. com. They just I'm say sure. what it uh, is. It's the kids who don't have shame here. Yeah. By the way, that's yeah. what's amazing to me. It's right? the kids. It's like getting kids without shame. Okay. Checking good. out kids with no shame. Right. No, it's the kids though. Kids without shame. These right. kids have no shame. None. <laughs> One eight seven seven. One eight seven seven. Shame for kids. Yeah. Are we gonna say? Yeah. 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 Uh, so this leads them to art photographer Simon Wilkes, art who just happens to be having a gallery showing that evening. And again, demonstrating Murphy's range. He and Rollins pose as a bougie couple interested in framed photos of shirtless boys. I love when Rollins is undercover. The photographer is my husband. You're married to Simon Wilkes? Is he here? I'd love to meet him. Oh, that's great. He's right over there. You know what? Do you have a catalog I can look at? Whatever you want, baby, just get a prize. Do they have a Devil Wears Prada closet in the SVU squad room? Right. Like, was that Rollins' outfit? White sheath dress, the red cuff bracelet, the gorgeous hair. You know, Rollins does not own those clothes. So no. They need a stylist who does sting operations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that would be a great job for Katie because Katie's been a stylist. This is my assignment for the day. I had to make 
one undercover cop look like she's 14. <laughs> I had to make one lieutenant look like he's a chomo. And then I have to take this Southern Belle and make her look like a high-end art patron. Upper East Side, bitch. Look about range. Yeah. yeah. She looked great. She, she looks did. amazing. And she always acts like she's turned on by everything when she's undercover. Like, Love she it. could be working at, like, a trash dump facility and she would mm. act like the trash turns her on yeah, yeah. cans without shame <laughs> <laughs> all right we have a couple of hey it's that girls so many hey it's that girl so who is the actress playing defense attorney minona efron didn't csu find dna and fingerprints from my client yet not one shred of forensic evidence from anyone else i know this one all right, you take it. She's my big fat constitutional rights, <laughs> Nia Vardalos. Yeah, Nina Vardalos, Oscar and Golden Globe nominee for My Big Fat Greek Wedding and the AARP Movies for Grownups nominee for My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2. <laughs> Did three not get nominated for anything? Well, yeah, for uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, Nia was nominated by the Alliance of Women Film Journalists for the award she deserves a new agent. Uh, I think that means someone who could, you know, probably should be getting bigger roles and not someone who just keeps getting their jobs and shit. Yeah. I think it's a positive thing. Yeah. But Nia's first agent told her that she was too ugly to be a leading lady and not fat enough to be a character actor. Yeah. So she said, fuck you, and wrote a screenplay that turned into a $369 million film. That's right. She was performing it, I think, as a one-woman one show, show or something. That Rita yeah. Wilson produced, I think. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and yep. then and then they were producing it, and they were like, and they cast, she cast herself or whatever, and it that was like very good. Producers didn't want her. Mm-hmm. And it was like, they would only do it, she would only do it with her, and it was amazing. I love that. It was that. amazing. Uh, she has a film credit on the film Sorority Sluts 3, Spring Break. Oh, <laughs> the outtakes. three. Okay. I thought it was two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She was not actually in the porno. She was invited by a friend and Nia said, no, but I'll make food and bring it to the set. <laughs> so they put her in IMDb as the caterer. Nice. So she got all this stuff and then caterer on a porno. So. Baklava for porn actresses. <laughs> it has to be like clean foods that aren't going to get on people's like stain their, well, they're not wearing clothes, just right. stain yeah. their bodies, no, you know? No beet salad. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely no ranch dressing on the salad. No asparagus. Yeah. yeah, no asparagus. Definitely. Yeah. Don't want the asparagus. All pineapple all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep it tight. Yeah. <laughs> we have a, hey, it's that guy. Hey, it's. That guy. Who's playing Shutterbug Simon Wilkes? It's true. I have images in my head and I try to recreate them. But it's digital Trump Loy. I don't expect you to understand. Joshua Molina. Yes. Who I had a crush on up until this episode. Aaron Sorkin's muse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was his breakout role was in Aaron Sorkin's uh, dramedy Sports Night. And then he played Deputy Comms Director Will Bailey on The West Wing. And then after that, he's played Attorney General Dave Rawson on Scandal. That's not all. He was in the play A Few Good Men on Broadway, but bold yes. with Aaron Sorkin. And he was in the movie American President. Like, Aaron Sorkin yeah. fucking loves him. Yeah. His first uh, on-screen credit is um, A Few Good Men. Yeah. Um, because he was, he had a small role in that. But it's like, he may as well be cocaine. That's how much Aaron Sorkin loves <laughs> this guy. Mace. <laughs> Uh, his Twitter bio says, 
I ruined the West Wing. <laughs> I think he had a podcast where he rewatched the West Wing. He did. Yeah. A very successful himself. one. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just agree that doing podcast recaps about NBC dramas is super lame? Yeah. Lame. Also, NBC true crime shows super uh, lame. Well, do you yeah, know why he says he ruined the West Wing? You know why he says he, you didn't watch the West Wing? You know why Kevin didn't watch the West Wing? Why? Do you want to you want to admit it, Kevin? Do you want to confess? Uh, do we really want to go there? Because he was watching the fucking Drew Carey show instead, which was on <laughs> at the same time. And I couldn't get the VCR to work. Like, <laughs> like when I found out that like you could tape one thing and then watch another, it was like, what is this interdimensional travel? Mm. Yeah. Next time you make fun of me for having a droid, I'm going to just yeah. scream, you didn't you watch the that. West Wing. You have no credibility here. When Kevin and I got together, I just assumed he'd seen the West yeah. Wing. And I was like making West Wing references. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, why? And he's like, because I was watching the Drew Carey show, a show, by the way, that's quoted and thought about all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin, the reason that Joshua Molina says he ruined the West Wing is because he replaced the beloved Rob Lowe on that show. Mm. I was FYI. fine with it, actually. I prefer <laughs> Joshua Molina. No offense. He started off as Josh, and now he's trying to take his career in a more dramatic direction. So he's now going by Joshua Molina. And Rick Schroeder says, that's a great plan. It'll work. <laughs> Can you name the actress playing tomorrow's wife, Maria? Yes. That's Laura Benanti. Don't you know what? That. If you take this to court, you're going to force me to bring up things that you don't want on record. So for your sake and for Zara's, you better let this go. Laura Benanti. She's a big time Broadway star. Won the Tony and Drama Desk Awards for Gypsy. She's had some success on the screen. She's currently on Amy Schumer's show Life of Beth and as Kiki Hope on the new Gossip Girl. And she was also Supergirl's aunt in Supergirl. Didn't, didn't she play Melania Trump on late night TV? Yeah, yeah. She had a recurring role in these skits on The Late Show oh. with Col Stephen Colbert as Melania Trump. And I'm just praying oh, to perfect. God she never gets to be on that show again. <laughs> if you can read between the lines. No comment. No comment. Belly, do you know who's playing their daughter, Zara? No. I miss you, Daddy. I miss you, too. That's Allison Fernandez. She would go on to play Amber in the series Team Kylie and as Teenage Jane in Jane the Virgin. Oh. oh! And she was also the mutant Ice Girl in the X-Men spinoff Logan. So she's doing fine. She's doing her. fine. She was also Princess Lily on ABC's Once Upon a Time. So for a child of divorce, like, she's doing, she's doing great. great. Good, yeah. I always say divorce is hardest on the kids, but not this one. Good thing her mom moved to L.A. Look at all the opportunities she had. Exactly. <laughs> Allison will send you a quinceanera uh, announcement on Cameo for $30. Wow. Or she'll give a message to Rebecca for $30. I don't have it. She hasn't sent it to me yet. Did you but really I, did, I did. Shut That's the hilarious. fuck up. I, I did. And I had her say that, say something nice about Danny Pino because your favorite character is Amara. Oh, my God. Oh, no. You didn't really tell her that, did you? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, that was $30 well spent. <laughs> so did you recognize the actress playing literal jailbait, Lucky? Okay. It's a dirty job, but I like getting these guys. Yes. You recognized her? I who's, did. Who's that? She was Kamiko Glenn from Orange is the New Black. Exactly. Oh, yes. Motormouth Brooke Soso for six seasons on Orange is the New Black. She's also the voice of Baby Shark. No. no. Yes. The, yes? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes? No. Yes. The song? The song, the cartoon? No. Yeah. I bet she has a lot of voiceover work because she has one of those voices. She does. She did one of them in this episode. 
She said one of the other. Made very uncomfortable. <laughs> one of those voices. Yeah. Yeah, she's Baby Shark. You, By the way, you cannot see Bluey's junk on Netflix, but you can see Baby Shark's tits there. So <laughs> that's great. What? You can see him on Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. It wasn't that kind of Baby Shark. I was going to say. Yeah. Do, but- do, 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 do. <laughs> Baby, that, okay. I don't want. I don't want to be flagged by Spotify. For That's true. Being so close to it, uh, she's also in the Spider Verse animated films as Penny Parker. Hmm. That's the multiverse Spider-Man who dresses like a Catholic schoolgirl and fights crime inside a robot. Good for her. That's yeah. very okay. Uh, during the previous actor strike, she tried to make a point about the financing. Uh, she says that she's only ever made. $24.30 in residuals from Orange is the New Black. Damn. Streaming, damn. Which is not enough to purchase a cameo from Allison Fernandez. Oh, yeah. That's insane. That's how much I make from my little shitty roles that I had from when I worked in Hollywood that were nothing. Wow. By the way, $24 is still more than Kimberly is making on this show today. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay. It's you- also, by the way, more than we make making this fucking podcast. <laughs> We have to have a serious conversation it's about a, that. It's a it's a passion project. <laughs> yeah, I've started doing cameos. Haven't you spent thirty dollars on cameos? They are not making thirty dollars back. So, Cy yeah. Freighter makes more money making this podcast than we make making this podcast. <laughs> you need a Patreon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, can you tell me the name of the actor and give me the actor's name playing payroll perv Gordon Montleaf? There, there was this live streaming webcast from Estonia a few months ago. Erastes kept sending messages to the master, asking him to hurt the boy. Uh, Brian Baumgartner? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Brian Baumgartner, uh, best known as Kevin on The Office. Kevin. (laughs) Uh, Life is still good 10 years after The Office went off the air. You might have seen Kevin at the Super Bowl, hanging out with Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day at Gronk's party. Oh, it's living life large. Did not see that. They're good. Those office people are making hella residuals, I bet. Yes. You can have Brian say encouraging things to you for $195 on Cameo. Well, that's not the most expensive Cameo. No, no I know. Not. I know Ice-T is getting 800 Yeah. Uh, 800 Yeah. Worth it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we wisdom from Finn via Cameo. <laughs> the actor playing Oscar? From the office is asking for two hundred dollars. Wow! I think a quinceanera message from Oscar is not five dollars better than Kevin. No, <laughs> you're a woman now. I'm just, I can't even imagine what it would say. Again, <laughs> after the success of, I really the, like your dress. <laughs> Do you also speak English <laughs> and Spanish? You know, in America, girls have a sweet sixteen. <laughs> But I think you're still sweet. Yeah, it's just <laughs> creepy. It just comes off really pervy. <laughs> so after the success of the Office Girls podcast, Brian recently finished up his podcast called The Office Deep Dive. And again, I think we should reiterate, nothing is sadder than having a recap podcast about shows on NBC. Wow. Am I right, girls? Absolutely. <laughs> So they want to go after Wilkes because uh, not only does he talk about sex with kids, but also torturing them. So Murphy wants to bring Finn in for a sting and have him pose as the kind of pimp who can get anything. So Finn shows up dressed like Wesley Snipes and Blade. (laughs) I said the Matrix with rhinestones. 
<laughs> I love it. Again, the costuming person is like, I've got everything this this episode. Uh, Wilkes says he can't pay for a child from Mexico, but he has an idea on how he could pay that off. Better keep talking. A venue, soundproofed, hidden. What's that going to do for me? Live streaming. People will pay. Sure. I'll just run some credit cards, buy a URL, take out Facebook ads, you know, really generate some online buzz. (laughs) And that's how we'll make the thousands of dollars. Will Bailey has a torture room. It's so depressing. It is. It really is. Kevin doesn't know who Will Bailey is because he was watching the Drew Carey show. I actually did the research. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Will takes him back to his place where he reveals a secret door behind a movable bookcase bat cave style what do you think all this stuff works the boys i bring in here are henceforth never the same you're a sick freak i like you you know they find a torture table and an elaborate collection of saws and implements it's a soundproof room yet it has a window which opens and overlooks a school Convenient. Yeah, that seems odd. That seems to take away from the soundproof nature of it. Yeah. <laughs> but where does one purchase a torture table? Torture tables are us or? Isn't it just like a, a, a dentist chair? It looked like an autopsy table to me. It looked like the, uh, Steve Martin dentist in Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Etsy. It's torture. Yeah, Etsy. Etsy. You can get anything on the Etsy. Tor- the person being tortured to be comfortable. So it reclines. But you still have to keep it stainless steel because you got to wash it down. Yeah, that's right. Afterwards. Yeah, that's right. All the tears. So this torture chamber, uh, who installs that? Yeah. I know general contractors aren't always the most discerning people, but who builds that and doesn't ask questions? (laughs) They need to make contractors court mandated court reporters. Yes, You need to swear them in and then they have a duty if they see something suspicious. This is just like that um, storage box that they found that time, you know, that like giant shipping container that also had a torture chamber in it. This happened multiple times. And I I don't know how people get electricity, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, into a storage shipping container Mm -hmm. and then also have like a drainage uh, thing in the Uh middle of their shipping container. Did you have a plumber there? Did you have? Yeah. People think that's like with the paint roller going like, "Mm, this seems like absolutely normal. Goes home and tells his wife, you won't believe the place I installed today. Yeah. You won't believe the place that I brought that hospital shade of green and used it today. It was wild. (laughs) But maybe without the tools, would it look as... Yeah, no, it would still look horribly creepy. It's He had a tile installer come in there. Yeah, he did. He had a grouter. Had to pick the grout. Uh He had to do that snap chalk string thing to make sure everything's lined up right he, he had to consult with him and say how wide do you want these grout lines sir uh-huh. you know quarter like shade eighth. Of white yeah, yeah. maybe white. he just told them he was going to be doing illegal abortions and they're like <laughs> fine i don't care abortion is legal <laughs> in new york but he wanted to do the illegal kind okay yeah. all right he he's like he was like planning ahead he's like i don't know how many years row is gonna cons- be in effect. yeah I met this guy named Kavanaugh, and it's not looking good. I met him on the same torture website. By the way, when you build a secret room, do you build the secret room and then the secret door second? Or do you do the secret door first and then do the creepy room behind it? Which which makes more sense? Is it the chicken or the egg, really? 
Well, I mean, I think it's like they build this room and they're like, he gets, you know, the, all the torture implements and the saws and the, the drain in the floor. And then he's like, hey, one last thing. Uh, before you go, can you put this bookcase on a movable track and block the egress? <laughs> no, you know, just I thought it'd be like one last thing. As right. Kirk Cousins, you know, he has a secret room in his house that his wife makes him keep all of his football memorabilia in because she doesn't want to look at it. Oh my God. Well, these are also trophies. <laughs> so they bust him after like he has like this maniacal show of everything and then he he takes like this bone saw turns it on and he says something like you know let's cut the skin off that kid want some skin in the game let's peel it off that boy no way that is not a bone saw that is a cast saw yeah using for cutting open plaster casts if you ever broke your arm you know what that was it's a very cool tool that will cut the cast but it will not hurt the skin put your hand right up on it you know so you cannot fillet a child with that well he that's that was our key that's how deep they went on the show that he had actually never done it yeah oh okay that's that's our our clue Uh it was a fantasy saw Uh, yeah as opposed to just like checking it for blood yeah (laughs) kevin knows a lot about casts and broken bones because i broke my leg once and i uh, didn't have a cast yet and he slammed my broken leg in a closing door. You know, he would have learned not to do that if he watched The West Wing, but he was watching yeah. the very show. <laughs> VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. All right, now take a look at the second half of this episode. CSU scours Wilkes' torture chamber, but they can't find any evidence. Luminol every inch. Check all film and storage spaces. Pull up the floors, knock out the walls. This place is pristine. He brought boys here? So he scrubbed it clean. He's careful. So what does he do with the bodies? Open up the drains and test for chemicals. I want a drop of blood, a shard of bone, something, anything. Wilkes tells Rollins and Amaro that the secret room is for meditation. <laughs> and his photos of child torture pornography are deep fakes he made with Photoshop. Barba arraigns him for attempted kidnapping and abuse, but the detectives can't find any victims. Huang says Wilkes may not have ever assaulted a kid, but his fantasies are escalating and it's only a matter of time. Defense attorney Efron tears apart their case, saying it's all just a fantasy. Amanda and Nick find Wilkes' first wife, who says she kicked him out with an agreement she'd keep her mouth shut if he'd stay away from their 10-year-old son. Barbara confronts Wilkes with this on the stand, and he admits leaving because of having those fantasies. During closing arguments, Efron warns the jury not to convict someone for the thoughts in their head. They agree, and they find the defendant not guilty, which really gets under Amaro's skin. The next day, estranged wife Maria tells him that she's accepted a job in Los Angeles and will be taking Zara with her. Nick later sees Wilkes with a very conspicuous camera 
taking photos at a playground. He refuses to stop, and after a shove, he throws the first punch, and Amaro responds by kicking the shit out of him before being arrested for assault. Okay, so they expect to find blood and other DNA evidence of a child victim, but there's nothing except Wilkes' own DNA, and you know exactly what kind of DNA it is. <laughs> you think he's skeeting all over his meditation it's room? It's everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Especially by that window look overlooking the school. Yeah. Instead of crystals and patchouli, it's a saws and forceps meditation room. Yeah. It's a different kind. So that's how he hired the contractors. He said, it's my meditation room. My and meditation just, room. Don't judge someone's meditation. That's right. It needs an industrial drain in the middle of the floor. That's right. I don't do hot yoga. I do saw yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they can't find the DNA. They can't find a body. They can't find any victims. No one has ever been so disappointed that no one was molested. (laughs) They're like, God damn it. I love that they didn't check this first, too. Like, before they arrested him, they didn't check to see if they had actual evidence if the photos were photoshopped if they were missing children they're doing it after the fact i love rollins sense of like civil rights in this episode she's so great from the jump she's like maybe we should listen to his side of the story <laughs> i could tell she was doing it for him because she actually she's turned on by him still it's just the human form <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the photos he has of the kids being tortured, he says, are deep fakes. He did them on Photoshop, and this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> so at Wilkes' arraignment, Barbara says something that no one has said in 15 years. The charges against Mr. Wilkes are especially heinous. Aren't all the crimes especially heinous? I thought they all were. Unless the opening credits are lying to us. Well, they've been telling us that. Like, listen, we have been programmed to understand that these kinds of crimes are especially heinous. Yeah. Like, especially heinous. Do they need, like, another elite unit within the elite unit to handle (laughs) the especially heinous crimes? Especially heinous. They need some new adjectives, really. There needs to be something worse than heinous. (laughs) <laughs> I think molestation is especially heinous is when they say like right after that there's the theme song and the and the headline molestation. molestation. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like you know what's especially heinous molestation. Is especially I feel like this episode wasn't even the worst that I've come on this show to discuss. And so no. I was great for me this was less heinous and it's he was horrible. just heinous he was just heinous it was just ha- the, regular heinous like regular right. yeah. level <laughs> there's no victim there's no blood there's no dna yeah. there's no complaint it's especially heinous your honor there's no dead people no. there's nobody fucking their mom like none you of that. made me come on and talk about live having to play russian roulette with lewis that was horrific. There's no buried alive child that they're racing the clock to save. Exactly. There's nothing yeah. like it's that. We actually had a chomo and we let him go. <laughs> Kevin from the office is the worst offender. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they bring in Wong. Bring in Wong. He's not wrong. Bring in Wong. Uh, this is BD Wong's penultimate episode, second to oh, last wow. appearance. Wong says he's really concerned because Wilkes has never sought therapy, so he's okay with being a sadist, and he's really worried that he's never acted on his urges. So he hasn't been fighting them? No. 
they've actually become progressively more graphic over time. And then a few years ago, it reached the point where thinking wasn't enough. That's why he photoshopped those images and built that chamber. He's escalating. Like an addict. Meaning he hasn't committed crimes before, therefore he will commit a crime. (laughs) (laughs) Wong is like those three women in the tub. The minority minority report. report. (laughs) (laughs) He's a precog. He is. I love that they say, well, both sides agreed that you're the expert. So everyone loves Wong. Both sides. Both sides. They're saying, why don't we bring in Wong? And everybody danced. Everyone is excited. Yeah. We're so excited. <laughs> Rebecca, you have not robbed a bank yet. Therefore, you will rob a bank. Yes, I'm asking. You, know you, know, you know, I'm escalating. I keep taking money out of the ATM. Yeah. Clearly, oh I'm God. escalating. This is, a, a pattern. this is, as Barbara says, a grenade with a pin pulled out hasn't gone off yet, but it's still a danger to society. Listen, yeah. I'm writing checks. I'm using my credit cards. I'm taking money out of the ATM. It's especially heinous. Yeah, I ordered some <laughs> shit from LL Bean today. You're a grenade. A hundred percent. You must be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor, we request no bail. Oh, I bought some Property Brothers peel and stick wallpaper from Lowe's. Okay, oh enough. <laughs> no, once you're <laughs> into the Property Brothers stuff, then it's too, you're too far gone. Yeah, if clearly. You buy stuff from Chip and Joanna Gaines, then you're way too far gone. <laughs> <laughs> so at trial, Wilkes defends himself by saying, "Hey, I take photographs of weddings and bar mitzvahs. What happened to me could happen to them." Dude, you're a gallery artist. No, you are not a wedding photographer. I'm so glad that you noted that, Kevin, because if he's taking photos at wedding and bar mitzvahs, weddings and bar mitzvahs. He's not doing it right. No. no. I had a photographer at my bat mitzvah, and I'm pretty sure he worked at like hot dog on a stick as his main job. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this guy does all of these things. Well, he might do weddings. He'd be like, bring the flower girl closer. Okay. Get closer. <laughs> now show me some leg. Yeah, he could definitely. So of all the gin joints in all the world, after the acquittal, the Wilkes picked the same restaurant to celebrate at where the squad is ruminating about the loss. Uh, by the way, it's a white tablecloth restaurant with five people sitting around it and only one of them has ordered something and it's Barbara Scotch. <laughs> you know that waiter is waiter pissed, right? Them. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. I get you appetizers, something, please? Just can I get some bread? Thank you. And four <laughs> waters? <laughs> you know Liv's going to order one of her jugs of wine, though. Yeah. There's no way she's not. <laughs> Remember when they teased us with Liv might have a drinking Alcohol, problem? Yes. For like five minutes? Yes. And now she's still glugging the What's wine? What's his name? Said he was worried about her. And then she <laughs> like stopped. Because if, if you have alcoholism, all it takes is your boyfriend to go, I just, just take it easy tonight. And then you're fine. <laughs> you don't have alcoholism oh. anymore. That's right. That's right. We got to listen to the man. <laughs> you know. So meanwhile, like that other waiter who's there is like, oh, are we celebrating something special? It's like, yeah, I beat the rap. <laughs> How much do you have to love your husband to stick with him through these like pedophilia child skinning charges and be yeah. like, no, it's just in his head. It doesn't bother me. He hasn't acted on it, even though his first wife won't talk to him anymore. No, but we're going to go to a nice dinner with white tablecloths. It's fine. He must be good and something rich good and bad i don't know i don't know because he's, he's not i i don't know there's a lid for every pot yes there's a lid for every pot i mean Ke- i got kevin yeah it's true you do put up with a lot yeah <laughs> i do pull your hair pretty hard not this much it's still some you yeah, not, not as that much, much as this to be clear uh there is an important b plot in this episode maria and zara 
are visiting from Washington. Uh, she and Nick Amaro are currently estranged. Good for her. She tells him that she might take this job in Los Angeles and at first encourages him to come with them. Are you considering taking Zara across the country for me? No. I don't know. Maybe you can come too. <sighs> come on. I see what this job is doing to you. It could be a fresh start. There are a lot of options for a former New York detective out there. Later, Nick tells Liv that he's considering going, but at the close of the episode, Maria says that she's going with or without him and don't fight it because, well, you are you. So Amaro comes across Wilkes taking photos at the playground and the motherfucker's not even being sneaky about it. Giant lens. He looks like he's in the end zone for the Super Bowl, like trying to get action photo. Uh, so Amaro snaps and begins punching Wilkes. I'm on the job. I'm on the job. Keep him off. Keep him off. I'm on the job. And to me, this is the end of the old Amaro and sort of the beginning of a better defined character, Amaro. He still may be problematic, he's, but he's more complicated, maybe more complicated than problematic in his final season. I think they finally figured out a way to write redeem him. him. Redeem him. But make him different from Stabler, all this. Stabler would it's have totally kicked this guy's ass. Yeah. yeah, but Stabler would have brought him into the interrogation room where nobody could see it. He wouldn't have just done it. <laughs> and he would have said, I have a, oh no, he did say, Amaro did say, I have a child. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. messed up is this that they can't just get a order that keeps him away from photographing children? And where are the parents that they're fine with this man with the long lens camera shooting their children at the park? They're like, do you have any copies of those pictures? I haven't yes. taken any of my kid lately. Hey, are you doing another gallery show? Because I'd love for my <laughs> child to be famous. I don't know where those parents are, but I don't know where those kids are. They all rushed over like when Ralphie was beating up Scott yes. Farkas. <laughs> Their mouths hanging out. Fight, like, Whoa. fight, fight, fight. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I became conscious of a steady torrent of obscenities and swearing of all kinds was pouring out of me as I screamed. Yeah. Uh, so let me point out that Wilkes was on trial yesterday <laughs> for taking photos and he gets up first thing in the morning he got up early right he's dedicated to his craft he's like uh, honey i have to go replenish my porn supply mm -hmm. the cops took it all mm -hmm. <laughs> i have to go replenish my supply of things to photoshop later for for, for torture photos to meditate with <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. All right, let's take a look at the real-life story that inspired this episode. It's time for Rip from the Headlines. You think you know who did you it. You think you know who did it. But you don't know who did it. You don't know who did it. 
Some inspiration for this story comes from the case of the so-called cannibal cop Ghiberto Valley. Born in Queens, Valley was a New York City patrolman. He met his wife on an online dating site. By 2012, the couple had a two-year-old daughter. When he wasn't walking a beat on the Upper West Side, Valley spent his time on a website called Dark Fetish Net. There, he would secretly chat about his fantasies of rape, torture and cannibalism. Though his posts often contained disclaimers that he wasn't serious about it, Valley also wrote there was a particular woman he wanted to kidnap and bring to Pakistan where other users with the same fetish could cook and eat her. When his wife discovered the posts, she reported him to the police. Investigators say Valley used a police database to look up the woman and accused him of plotting with others to abduct her. The bizarre story fueled tabloid coverage, but also debate on whether Valley could be in prison for what had been a sexual fantasy that he'd never acted on. He was convicted in 2013, but the appeals court threw it out, saying there was insufficient evidence to prove a genuine conspiracy. Today, Gil Valley lives in Nevada as a book author. I'm, I'm going by the look on your face, Kimberly. You might not be familiar with this case. No. My jaw is on the floor. Is there like a documentary about it? Wow. <laughs> if, it did, if Dateline hasn't covered it, I probably don't know it. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. So Valley exchanged emails with a Pakistani man uh, with the online handle of Throat Slitter. Okay. Settles about bringing a yeah About bringing a 25-year-old woman uh, to butcher together. Valley said he'd cook her at 160 degrees because that's how you get the meat from getting too tough. Am I right, folks? Yes. I like slow braise. Yeah. I'm a vegetarian. Oh, a little, little sous vide, maybe? You know, you want if you wanted medium rare, that's like 145, but you really gotta... Would being a vegetarian, like, d- like exclude you from eating people? Because people think aren't... I so. I think it counts okay, just, as meat. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah, unless I'm on a desert island for my survival. Okay, just, just checking. Yeah, okay. Well, some of what he was prosecuted on was, it was conspiracy. It had to do with this exchange of emails. So they said that amounted to a conspiracy to commit kidnapping and whatever and you're not supposed to use the police database for anything other than official business that's which wrong. you use yeah that's right so like check out his, his well we target. always say so, if you're gonna get caught by suspicious google searches or anything you're supposed to put for school essay at the end <laughs> for spec script yeah for thesis nice. paper don't come at me fbi well let me throw out a hypothetical suppose after looking up the address of this woman valley purchased Chloroform, ropes, butcher's tools, and a, a storage locker with uh, inexplicably some electricity. Should the police move in and arrest him then? Uh, the police should follow him until he's actually in a position to commit the crime. You can't arrest somebody for a crime they have not like demonstrated they're going to. You just can't. I know it's like it sounds horrible, but that's how you get like that's how you get these like terror conspiracies where like. You know, you end up entrapping a bunch of young people for going to blow up a mosque or whatever when they're when they like weren't going to do it unless you suggested they do it and then said, hey, I know where you can buy some stuff. And then you drive them to go buy some. That's entrapment. I mean, it's like you can't it's just you just can't you know, you have to demonstrate that they're actually going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that how. Like a lot of stalking victims end up getting killed by their stalker because the police say we can't do anything until he actually does something. Right. Mm, but yeah. but that's but stalking is doing something. Even looking up her name. Is but did he stalk her? 
uh, there's no evidence that he made contact. So I don't believe there's and, any. And is there any contact. evidence that he did go and buy all the supplies and rent a? No, he didn't. He okay. didn't have any of the tools. Okay, he didn't, he didn't buy a Walmart murder kill kit. No, no, which you can get in aisle seven. Yeah, <laughs> just ask the greeter. He's like, yeah, I really, yeah. There you go. It's a but shovel. It's a real gray area for me. I can see that. I'm glad I'm not police. Same. So Valley now lives in Arizona. Uh, you can get a cameo for six dollars. No way. <gasps> yep. That's uh, six dollars only. Are you gonna play it now? No. I s- <laughs> Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> Valley is the author of several books in the horror subgenre, oh. splatterpunk. So this is what? he has a memoir. It's called Raw Deal. Raw Deal for fuck's sake. What? <gasps> get it, Raw Deal. Is the meat? Yeah, yeah. See, you're <laughs> we're not helping her not be vegetarian anymore. That's no. for sure. Or, or look up splatterpunk no. for school essay. For school, yeah. for spec script. I'm not gonna do it. No. We're driving Kimberly further into vegetarianism right now. <laughs> so disgusted. Uh, he has done fiction. Uh, one of the books is called Gathering of Evil. It's about two women who've been targeted by a group of men on the dark web who have fantasies of kidnapping and raping them. Oh. The reviewer said, though, he needed to flesh out the characters more. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to do it for us. We want to thank our special guest, Kimberly. Kimberly, where can our listeners follow you online? Uh, At Date Dateline. Please don't send me any of his books or cameos. Thank you. And Rebecca Lavoie, how can listeners follow you? Well, if you would like to pitch me on buying your cameo for Kevin for a holiday or birthday, you can find me at Reb Lavoie. And you can track me on Twitter at Kevin P. Flynn. You can also tweet to us at Law and Pod or follow us on Instagram at These Are Their Stories Podcast or like and subscribe on YouTube and TikTok. Our newsreader was Cy Freider. Our theme music was composed and performed by Uncanny Valleys. Content assistance from Travis Roy. Lily Flynn handles promotions. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. Go to lawandorderpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter for a chance to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Other Stories was recorded in the Treehouse Yoga Studio above the Mockingbird Cafe in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi Studio and is a production of Partners in Crime Media. Partners in Crime Media. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.